started here. Yeah, here we go. Okay, all right. Let's pick up where we left off. We were in Second Kings. We're going to go to Second Kings this time. We've been looking at Elijah, Elijah uh, whatever, Elijah. Uh, Second Kings, here we are. Let's go to chapter one. And let's see. Yeah. Okay. We got that chapter, I believe. Let's see. Yeah, here we go. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get it anyway. Well, actually, we didn't get it, but we're going to get it now. Okay, so 2 Kings chapter 1. Now, remember, we already know that uh, Elijah, Elijah, uh, he's already ran that long distance. Remember, he already he took on the prophets of Baal, killed every one of them, 450 of them. Fire came down from heaven. Jezebel's after him, so he hightails it. Okay. And then, remember, the angels fed him. And then when he came back, he said, well, I'm the only one alive. God told him, Jesus is saying, he said, I've got 7,000 that haven't bowed the knee. And then he says, I want you to go appoint Elisha. Okay, so here's where we are. That's fixing to take place. So Elisha just made that Elisha. Remember, he said, let me go tell my parents I'm leaving. Take your time, Elijah said. Okay, second Kings, here we are. After King Ahab's death, the nation of Moab declared its independence and refused to pay tribute to Israel any longer. Which is not bad because Israel, again, this is not all of Israel. This is the other kings that worship two cows. Man. Israel's new king, Ahaziah. Now watch this. He's the king. Let's see if he's leading the people into worshiping God. No. The new king, Ahaziah, fell off the stair, the upstairs porch in his palace. What is he, clumsy? Well, this is just history. Look at this. Yeah, he did something goofy. And was seriously injured. He sent messengers to the temple of the god Beelzebub. We've heard of that. Remember, he cast out demons. They told they were telling Jesus because of Beelzebub, whatever. At Ekron to ask whether he would recover. But an angel of the Lord told Elijah, the prophet, go down and meet the messengers and ask them, is it true that there is no God in Israel? Look at this. Here we go again with healing. Do we, as whatever background we are, we're just going to call ourselves Christians, do we need to be told there's a God when we get sick? Man, we should know this. All right, here we go. Uh, anyway, so is it true there's no God? Is that why you're going to Beelzebub, the God of Ekron, to ask whether the king will get well? And again, I don't think it was a matter of asking. He was going, he was wanting help. Anyway. Because King Ahaziah has done this, the Lord says he'll never leave the bed he's lying on. He'll surely die. Look at that. Well, guess what? Can we do this? Yeah, let's don't do that. Let's don't go to any other God. What's going to happen to our health? You're going to be fine. When Elijah, remember there was King Hezekiah. Hezekiah was told by the prophet. Who was he? Isaiah. Wait, you're mixing me up. No, I'm not. If you'll, that's why you need to get the history from Genesis all the way to the end of 2 Chronicles, and that's not even the end of it. Then you have... Naaman, not, not Naaman, you have Na, uh, Nehemiah, excuse me, Nehemiah, and then you've got uh, Ezra, and you had Ruth there too, not Ruth, uh, what's the one, the, what's the girl that, uh, you know, if, if I die, I die, what's that, what's that book? That, let's get the, let's get the history up. Esther, that's it, there it is, <laughs> I couldn't, we couldn't get it, but you know, it's actually so cool that we, uh, that we, we get it. I mean, as Christians, look at it. history. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth. History, total straight line. 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, 
Job's a little bit by itself, but it's still a historical book. But anyway, then boom, whoa, that's it. That's right. The rest of these, uh, from here to here, these two columns, they comment during this time right here. But anyway, Mr. Isaiah, he told King Hezekiah, Isaiah did, uh, boss, you're going to die. Remember the story? It's even written in the book of Isaiah, it's, but it's also in Chronicles there. You're going to die. Set your house in order. Hezekiah, what did he do? Well, he didn't act like Azariah. He turned his face to the wall. Remember the rest of that story? And he said, oh, Lord. He, he, he argued with the Lord. And he was disappointed. I got to go. And before Isaiah could get out of the driveway, the Lord said, go back and tell him I gave him, what, 15 years. Praise God. I get it. Praise the Lord. Make sure you get it too, no matter how you feel. All right, here we go. The Lord says that he'll never leave your, you'll never leave the Betty's line on. He'll surely die. Elijah told the messengers this. They returned immediately to the king. <laughs> the king says, hey, what, what are you back so soon for? Well, a man came up to us. <laughs> oh. They said, go back and tell the king. Uh, to, to the king and tell him. The Lord wants you to know you're asking questions of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron. Oh, why are you doing that? Is it because there's no God in Israel? Since you've done this, you're not going to leave the bed you're lying on. You will surely die. Well, the king says, wait a minute. What does God look like? Well, who is this fellow, the king demanded? What did he look like? Well, he was a hairy guy. <laughs> Probably like that guy you were seeing mowing the grass. No, not really. I'm teasing. You know. <laughs> but they replied with a wide leather belt. Look what he says. This guy's famous. Of course he is. Just like you and I are too. You, you love the Lord. The Lord's your light. That's really your light shining. It was Elijah the prophet, the king exclaimed. Now, remember the New Testament? We covered it last week. James, we're just like him. A man of like passions that we, we can pray to. Anyway. Then he sent an army captain with 50 soldiers to arrest him. Ooh, look at this. Here goes a bunch of uh, Marines. They found him sitting on top of the hill. The captain said uh, to him, Oh, man of God, the king has commanded you to come along with us. Uh-oh. Look at this. Elijah said, if I'm a man of God, let fire come down. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let fire come down and destroy you and your 50 men. So the king sent another captain with 50 men to demand, Oh, man of God, the king says you must come right. Same thing. You know, word must have got out, didn't it? Look, here's the third one. All right, so okay, they got, they got burned up. Once more, the king sent 50 men, but this time <laughs> the captain fell on his knees and pleaded, oh man of God, please spare my life and the lives of these 50 servants. Have mercy on us. Look at that. Don't destroy us as you did the others. You know, that'd be a good prayer. Mm -hmm. He knew. Then the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, don't be afraid, go with him. So Elijah went to the king. Boy, Elijah's talking. Why'd you send messengers to Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, to ask about your sickness? Look at that. Elijah demanded. Is it because there's no god? Boy, Azariah was, he, he was caught here. Because you've done this, you're not going to leave your bed. You're going to surely die. So Azariah, he died. As the Lord predicted through Elijah and his brother Joram became the new king. See how this is just a history book? For Azariah did not have a son to succeed him. This occurred in the second year of the reign of, Je of the king of Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat. Look at this. The rest of the history is in the Bible. No, it is in our Bible, but this was a document. Historic record. The rest of the history of Azariah's reign was recorded in the annals of the kings of Israel. Wow. Do you know we just mentioned it? Remember the story about Esther we were talking about just a moment ago? 
Remember when the king couldn't sleep one night? What was he doing? He was reading those stories and he found out, found out that, no oh man, what, what was Esther's uncle's name? Hmm, not Naaman. It's close. I think it's got an N in it. Haman was the one that got killed. Haman was the one that, well, needed to be killed, executed. And Haman hated Esther's uncle who was, oh, man. Anyway, it's not Bob Fred or whatever, but it's somebody. But anyway, nonetheless, but my, the, what I want you to get was the king couldn't sleep one night. And so he's reading the story about her uncle who saved him from some assassins. And he goes, hey. Who's in the hall out there? So this sergeant comes walking in and says, I am, sir. Oh, and he said, uh, oh, and he asked, uh, oh, oh, wait, no, actually, that guy, Haman came in. And he said, what do you think we ought to do for somebody who saved the king's life? You know, oh, he ought to, and he, remember, Haman's thinking, he's talking about me. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. We, you know, we got, hold, hold hold your finger right here. Let's make sure, let's get that name. Good grief. His name's in the last, in the last verse too, Esther. Oops, excuse me. Esther, the last verse. Uh, it'll bug us, won't we? Here we go. What's his name? I see it. I'm going to go. Good grief. Mordecai. Okay, yeah. Okay, <laughs> we got it. We couldn't think of it. That's all right. Not many of us have any friends named Mordecai. Okay. All right, chapter two is what we're at. All right, here we go. Look at this. So here we go. We'll watch this. Now, the time came for the Lord to take Elijah to heaven by means of a whirlwind. Now, remember... Jesus is standing there with Moses and Elijah in Matthew chapter 17. Whoa. And remember, Jesus said Elijah's got to come first, and he explained that that was actually John the Baptist, didn't he? So here we go, chapter 2. Now the time came for the Lord to take Elijah to heaven by means of a whirlwind. So guess what? When Elijah's gone, he's gone. So this is it. You're not going to get any more stories about Elijah. You're going to get Elisha. Remember, Elisha, this is a story where he says, I want a double portion. Smart thing to ask. Here we go. Elijah said to Elisha as they left Gilgal, look at this, he said, hey, you stay here. Like what I told my dog this morning, you ain't going this morning. Stay here for the Lord's told me to go to Bethel. Oh, see, too bad Chester should have done this, you know. As the Lord liveth, I swear I won't leave you. Look at that. Elisha replied, I swear to God, I won't leave you. So they went on together to Bethel. There the young prophets, whoa, 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 what's going on? They actually had a school for these guys. I mean, it's the same thing we try to do today. Church of Christ has their seminar. The Baptists have their seminar, <laughs> seminary, whatever. They're doing the best they can, which is good. Why? There's something about God that's important, you know. So they had a seminary, a seminary for these prophets. They came out. Look what, look what, look what they did. The young prophets. So we got to think. What are what? What is young? Got to be less than 30 for sure. Anyway, they came out to meet them and they asked Elisha, look what they knew. Hey, did you know the Lord's going to take Elijah away from you today? They knew it. They picked up on it. Radar. They knew. Look at this. Boy, Elijah's a real Christian, isn't he? That's got nothing to do with it. Quiet, Elijah snapped. Man, he's on edge. He ain't going to get no double portion. See where we go with the Bible? We just start injecting psychology. And being nice. Like our government. We just need to be nice to the Saudis or whatever. Be nice. Mm -mm. Anyway. 
quiet, Elijah snapped. Of course I know it. <laughs> and then Elijah, remember, know what? Yeah, all right. A tornado's going to pick him up? Yeah, right. You're going to see this. Elijah knew this was going to happen. Wow. Elijah said to Elisha, uh, well, hey, you stay here in Bethel, for the Lord sent me to Jericho. Uh-uh, I'm not going without you. I swear to God, I won't leave you. So they went together to Jericho. The students at the, we got another seminary. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you got a long, you should have done this. Oh, Paula, matter of fact, you probably did. Uh, driving is so boring. Sometimes I'm uh, trying to stay awake. You know, and I'll go, I'm going to count churches from right now. I've got to be able to see it. I've got to know it is a real church. And so here I go. There's a steeple. One. <laughs> and within 30 seconds, another one, two, you know, then maybe a little spot. But you see churches everywhere. Here we go. Jericho Seminary. Really? They came to Elijah and said, do you know that the Lord's going to take away your master today? This is unbelievable. No. Look what it is. It's students from that seminary. They knew. Will you please be quiet? <laughs> he commanded, of course I know it. Then Elijah said, uh, hold on a second, I skipped. Okay, then Elijah said to Elisha, just want you to get, look at those two words. They're, there's two different guys, and they got two different things that they, that they happen in history with these guys. Please, Elisha was the one that just healed Naaman we just looked at, okay? Please stay here for the Lord sent me to the Jordan River. Huh? No, you don't. <laughs> I swear to God that I won't leave you. So they went on together and stood beside the Jordan River as 50 of the young prophets watched from a distance. Boy, no, they wanted to see this too, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then Elijah folded his cloak. Must have been his, uh, what do you call it? His jacket or something. And look what he did. He struck the water with it. Now, wait a minute. This is not Moses. That's the reason you want to read your Bible. Joshua did this. Elijah did this. And guess who's going to do it? We're going to get to it. Elisha is going to do it on the return trip. <laughs> in, just a, in just 30 seconds, shall we say. He struck the water with it and the water... Oh, come on. This is fairy tales. Well, then there's no way your sins can ever be forgiven because that's the best fairy tale ever. Jesus died for you. Oh, yeah, right. He rose again. Oh, right, yeah. We don't have, we don't have a problem with any of this. This is great. They went across on dry ground. Jesus just walked across the whatever the Sea of Galilee. Okay. When they arrived on the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, Now watch this. Here's where we have trouble today sometimes. Our problems are so great, we're just never going to ask. Oh, boy. That's why you want to read your Bible. It'll feed you, feed your faith, whatever you want to call it. You'll go... I'm going to be all right. I'm gonna, and you'll begin to pray. You'll close your Bible and you go, Lord, I'm tired of worrying about this. I've got to have your help. And you will believe he'll help you. You will absolutely believe it. Amen. Look at this. What wish shall I grant you before I'm taken away? Now, Jesus has said the same thing to you and I several times. Go look it up yourself in the book of John. He said it. He starts, he starts all that in John 14, 15, and 16. 
There's prayer promises. I'll give you one of them. And uh, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. John 15, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. Ask what you will, it shall be done. John 16, hitherto, if you ask nothing in my name. Look, over and over again, ask that your joy may be false. There we go. What shall I grant you before I'm taken away? What is he, a candy store? Yeah. So much better. Much better. Praise God. Remember Elijah. No, um, um, hang on. I'm getting confused. Uh, no, it was. Elijah was the one that, yeah, because he was commanded by the Lord to be sustained during that uh, drought. Okay. He was with that widow of Zarephath and her son died. And Elijah didn't think nothing of it when she said, hey, what'd you do? Trick me? My son's dead. <laughs> What's the big idea? And Elijah said, give him to me. And he healed him. Oh, we covered that last week. Oh, here we go. Uh, Elisha said, look at, oh, come on. Elijah replied, give me twice as much prophetic power as you have had. Now, remember, there's doomsday if that's just something personal that you want to do to, I'm going to be the greatest there ever was. No, that's not what it was. Mm -mm. Elisha knew the Lord. He knew how to operate here. Look at that. You've asked the hard thing. Notice he didn't say, well, that's impossible. Look at that. If you see me when I'm taken away from you, you'll get your request. Where do they get this? But if not, you won't. Notice he's saying, focus. Remember, he's already said, I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving you. As they were walking along, oh my goodness. Why don't you swing down, sweet chariot, stop in. Here we go. Ezekiel. Ezekiel did the same thing. He saw this. Suddenly a chariot of fire. Now remember, you're going to see, Elisha, Elisha is going to see this again in a few more chapters when the, the great story about there's more that be with us than be with him. The mountains were filled around the surrounding Syrian army, which was probably Naaman. The Syrians were coming to get them. And... Uh, the mountains were filled with, what does it say? The chariots of fire. Whoa. So here we go back to this. As they were walking along and talking, oh my goodness. You ever had a Harley come ripping through there? Whoa, man, noise blaring. Suddenly a chariot of fire drawn by horses of fire. What does that mean? Well, it's the best word they could describe, but it was, it probably were on fire. Whoa. Appeared and drove between them, separating them, and Elijah was carried by a whirlwind into heaven. So the chariot was whatever. That's the only words we got. So you put it together in your own mind. Look at this. Look at this. Elisha saw it. He cried out, my father, my father. Look what he says. The chariot of Israel and the charioteers. One day we will see the throne as depicted in Revelation. One day you're going to see the glories of heaven. I have not seen nor ear heard the things which are prepared for you and I. Totally awesome. Whew. Whoa. Paul said he saw some of these things and he can't even describe them, he said in Second Chronicles. I mean, Second Corinthians. As they disappeared from sight, he tore his robe. Then he picked up Elijah's cloak, returned to the bank of the Jordan. He just did what his boss did. Struck the water with it. Now this is another good prayer. You lose your car keys. You lose something very important. You need to be saying, now, <laughs> where is the God of heaven? Praise the Lord. Where are you at, Lord? Because I'm going to find this. And I did lose this the other day. I, I'm still shaking my head how I found it. 
I went all the way down where I thought it was supposed to be. It wasn't there. I'm walking back, got almost back to the house, and before I did, I happened to glance on the lift, and there it was, just that close to the grass. And I knew when I got it, I thought, praise God, that was you. All right, here we go. He struck the water, let's see, he, uh, and struck the water with it. Where's the God of Elijah? He cried out, and the water parted, and Elijah went across. Now, remember, these guys didn't go home. They just watched the Apollo 13 missile just go up. They're watching the big crowd. When the young prophets of Jericho saw what happened, they said, the spirit of Elijah, see, there's two of them, rest upon Elijah. And they went to meet him and greeted him respectively. (laughs) Now, look what they did here. Whatever. They're just trying to be nice. They said, hey, just say a word and 50 of our best athletes will search the wilderness for your master. Perhaps the Spirit of the Lord has left him somewhere on a mountain or in a ravine. Now, why would they say that? Well, first off, we know he went to heaven. But anyway, they're right. The Spirit of God does take people up and all of a sudden, poof, there's somewhere. This happened in the book of Acts. Philip. He was trying to help the guy on the road to Gaza the Ethiopian eunuch, and all of a sudden, whoop, he found himself somewhere else. Right after he, remember, right after he baptized the, Philio, the, the Ethiopian eunuch, when he come up out of the water, Philip, poof, was gone. Jesus did that in that boat one time. Remember that in John? They were all in the boat. They crossed over to the other side. Jesus, he's walking on the water, I think, yeah. Yeah, he's walking on the water. When he got in the boat, immediately the boat was at the other side. Whoa, I thought we had another couple miles. We're there. Anyway, here we go. Perhaps the Lord left him on a mountain or some ravine. Elisha said, no, don't bother. See, he knew. See, he knew, and I think some of those guys, they knew too, he was going to be taken away. Anyway, they kept urging until he was embarrassed and said, okay, go ahead. Fifty of the men searched for three days. They didn't find him. (laughs) Elisha was still at Jericho when they returned. Didn't I tell you not to go? (laughs) Now, Now, okay, Skip that. Here we go. Now a delegation of the city officials of Jericho visited Elisha. We got a problem. Now why would you bother the Lord with a problem? You better. This city is located in beautiful natural surroundings, as you can see, but the water is bad and causes our women to have miscarriages. Okay? Water's bad. That's your problem. You got to figure that. No, that's not what they did. Well, bring me a new bowl filled with salt. So they brought it to him. He went out to the city well, threw the salt in, and declared, The Lord has healed these waters. They shall no longer cause death or miscarriage. Now let's back up a second here. Sometimes you just, it's just, take it. Sometimes women have miscarriage. If you want to take it, but if you'll take it to the Lord. Richard, you don't know anything about women. I know about the Bible. That's all I need to know about it. And if you're listening, it'll help you. You need to give women hope. I don't care if they've done it 15 different miscarriages. They, you... I tell you what, I, I'm 61 and, and I've, you know, I've watched some ladies before and not just heard stories and stuff, but man, I tell you what, and I've, I've watched people in the Bible and they couldn't have Sarah. It was like, it's like, and others. Well, uh, Samuel's, Samuel's mom, another name we're trying to get, <laughs> what was her, oh, uh, what's that, Abigail? Ah, come on. Anyway, whatever her name is, First Samuel chapter one, she was heartbroken. This is not a blessing to not have kids, you know. Wow, unless you just don't want any. Anyway, so here we go. Sure enough, the water was purified just as Elijah had said. Uh, anyway, from Jericho he went to Bethel, 
And as he was walking along the road, a gang of young men from the city began mocking and making fun of him of his bald head. Man, that wasn't too good. He turned around and cursed them in the name of the Lord. Two female bears came out of the woods, tore 42 of them. Whoa! Then he went to Mark. Why did we have that? Looks like it's a historical record. You going to learn to be a Christian like that? Are you going to be the bears or something? I mean, are you? Well, we're supposed to. He didn't take it. <laughs> you know, young men, teenagers can be mean, you know, girls and guys. I tell you. Just take it for what it's worth. And Elijah's not touchy. Man, good grief. Hey, watch out. All right, so he went to Mount Carmel, finally returned to Samaria. Boy, he's, see, he's not even near Jerusalem. Now, Ahab's son, oh, uh, let's see what I got here. Uh, we, hang on, we, we, like, we, we're really done. We've, uh, hmm. Okay. Let's get a piece of this. Look, it's Second uh, Kings. Uh, let me look a second. Y'all are ready to go home, I'm sure. Okay, we got a couple seconds. Really. Look at this. Ahab's son Jehoram began to reign. Oh, remember, the other one was Ahazi, okay? Jehoram was Ahazi. I didn't have any kids, so it was, it was Jehoram's brother. Okay. During the 18th year of... See, look how... You, you know. See how it works? Oh, wait a minute. He's king of Israel. Oh, what's this king? King of Judah. That's right. Ju- wherever this one, I think they were lower. Yeah, Jer- Jerusalem was down here, and the rest of the ten tribes were up here. Anyway, that's the Jehoshaphat you know, a good guy of Judah, uh, and he reigned twelve years. His capital was Samaria. Okay, he was a very well. There you go. He was an evil guy, wasn't he? But not as wicked as his dad. Remember, his dad and mom was Jezebel and uh, Ahab. Okay. Oh, uh, anyway. For at least he tore, look at this, at least he tore down the, the, the pillar to Baal his father had made. Well, okay, he got rid of one demon tabernacle, didn't he? Nevertheless, he still clung to the great sin of Jeroboam. Wow. That's after Solomon reigned, Rehoboam took over, and the rest of Israel said, forget you, we're not going to let you rule us. And they went down there and they created those two stupid cows. These are the gods that brought you out of Egypt. Oh, man. That's... The great sin of Jeroboam, son of Nebat. Okay. Who led the people of Israel into worship of idols. Okay. King Mesha of Moab and his people were sheep ranchers. They paid Israel annual tribute of $100,000 of lambs, 100,000 wool of, whatever, the wool of 100,000 rams. But after Ahab's death, this guy said, I've had enough. Okay. All right. So King Jehoram mustered the Israeli army and he sent a message to King Jehoshaphat. Hey, would you help me? The king of Moab rebelled against me. Would you help fight me? Of course I will, Jehoshaphat replied. My people and horses are yours to command. Now remember, the Lord didn't want him to do that, but the Lord's going to bless him. You know. Anyway, what are your battle plans? Well, we're going to attack from the rear. Okay, whatever. We'll attack from Edom, Jehoram replied. Notice what Jehoshaphat's going to do. And this is a total waste of time. No, it's not. That's what you do. He said, let's go to the Lord. So their two armies joined also by the, tro- uh, by the troops from Edom. They moved along the roundabout route through the wilderness for seven days, but there was no water for the men or their pack animals. What are we going to do? The king of Israel cried out. The Lord's brought us out here to let the king of Moab defeat us. Look at this. Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, said, Isn't there a prophet of the Lord with us? If so, we could... Look at that. 
He didn't say, well, we can find out whether or not we're going to die or not. No, we can find out what to do. Praise God. Look at this. Elisha's here. One of the king of Israel's officers replied, oh, no. <laughs> he was Elijah's assistant. Wow, see how it tracks? Fine, Jehoshaphat said. He's just the man we want. So the kings of Israel, Judah, and Edom went out to consult Elisha. Look at this. I want no part of you, Elisha snarled. Boy, Elisha's pretty, he's pretty rough, ain't he? Yeah. But look what he says, though. Elisha snarled at that King Jehoram. Go to one of your false prophets of your father and your mother, Jezebel. Look at this. King Jehoram replied, no, it isn't the Lord who has called us here. Uh, no, for it's the Lord who's called us here to be destroyed by the king of Moab. Look at this. Look what Elisha says. And I promise we're just going to stop right here. I just want you to see this. I swear by the Lord God that I wouldn't bother with you. Look at that. Except for the presence of King Jehoshaphat of Judah. Wow. And he says, okay, somebody get on the piano and play. That's why we have stuff going on today too. A lot of times when people play the piano and all of a sudden somebody hear from the Lord. Bring me someone to play the lute. And as the lute was played, the message of the Lord came to Elisha. The Lord says to fill this dry valley with trenches to hold the water he will send. Remember, the original problem was we ain't got no water. Our horses are fixing to die. Now you fix get abundance. Praise God. This just repeats itself throughout the Bible. You think you're broke, you're not going to be broke. Your only key is to keep looking to the Lord. All right. You won't see the wind nor rain, but this valley will be filled with water, and you'll have plenty for yourselves and for your animals. Now they could have said, Yeah, right. This guy's lost his marbles. But this is only the beginning, for the Lord will make you victorious over the army of Moab. You will conquer the best of their cities, even those that are fortified, and ruin all the good lands with stones. Sure enough, the next day, about the time when the morning sacrifice was offered, what's that? I don't know. Yes, you do. It was a daily sacrifice. Water is flowing from the direction of Edom, and soon there was water everywhere. Meanwhile, the people of Moab, they, uh, they heard about the three armies marching against them. They mobilized every man who could fight, old and young, staged themselves, so they're ready to go. But early in the morning, I'll just paraphrase, they got out there and they looked with their binoculars, and they didn't know there was water. And the sun was shining on it, and it looked red. And they go, it's full of blood. The armies killed themselves. That's what it says. Watch this. Early in the morning, we're going to finish it, aren't we? The, sun, the morning sun looked red as it shone across the water. Blood, they exclaimed. The three armies have attacked and killed each other. Let's go collect the loot. But when they arrived at the Israeli camp, the army of Israel rushed out, began killing them, and the army of Moab fled. The men of Israel moved forward in the land of Moab, destroying everything as they went. They destroyed the cities, threw stones on every good piece of land, stopped up the wells, fell the fruit trees. Finally, only Fort Kirhaseth, whatever was left, but even that eventually fell to them. When the king of Moab saw the battle was lost... He led 700 of his swordsmen in a last desperate attempt to break through to the king of Edom, but he failed. Then he took his oldest son. Yuck, why would we have this? Well, it's, it's, no, there's, this is nasty. Look at this. He took his own son. Remember, they worship demons. He was going to be the next king to the horror of the Israeli army, killed him, sacrificed him as a burnt offering on the wall. Man, good grief. So the army of Israel turned against, turned back in disgust to their own land. Fried chicken on the wall there. God, man. Now, let me point out here. Moab, that's Lot's grandson. No, I take it back. It'd be Lot's son because he had sex with his two daughters. One was Moab and the other one was the Edomites. 
No, that's wrong. That's the Ammonites. Edom, guess who this guy is? Jacob had a brother. His brother was named what? Esau. Esau. That's where, I mean, it means red stuff. That's where this, uh, Esau's tribe was where the Edomites. And that's the reason God wouldn't allow the Israelis to attack the Edomites when they came out of Egypt. Because they were Abraham's uh, kinfolk. Father, we just thank for your word today. Thank you, Lord, that we just know all these things are true. Amazing. Praise God. But what's amazing, Lord, is you took care of those who came to you asking for help. You took care of Naaman. He was, he was hurting physically in his body. And we just thank you. You'll take care of us. So, Lord, same thing's true financially. Look what happened here. Praise God. And there was, water was supplied. No matter what the problem is, Lord, you are our God. And we look to you as we tell other people about Jesus because we know the time is short. And we want to tell them you're the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. We know glory. You get